Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. We had a little headphone glitch there for a minute. I don't know what happened, but uh, we're all back on board here, so everything's good the way it's supposed to be. And, um, you know, every once in a while I get to review different things, like I'll be reviewing a Ford Focus RS. We'll talk about that in a little bit. That's a hot rod Ford Focus. But occasionally I get products in the mail, and I got uh, a few things in from a company. And the first thing is, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name of the company. But with us on the phone is James Finney. He's the business manager for Delk Brands. And I'm going with Mike Chanick. James, how close did I come up? That is correct, John. My mechanic is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> well, you know, spell check keeps trying to turn it into my mechanic. Yeah, I have yeah. the same problem. Yeah. Which I would think that was your that was your plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is an intuitive name. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it really is. But let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the products and the company. Um, the uh, you guys, you guys sent me uh, some a couple of really interesting LED lights, a twelve volt uh, lithium ion impact gun, and a set of really cool jumper cables, which I'm actually going to give away today. Uh, but uh, how how did this all come about? Why why did you guys get into this business? So, I mean, we're, we're all car guys at heart, and we recognized that we thought the market was being a little underserved in some of these product categories. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of problems that weren't being solved. You know, we all use these products day to day, and have you ever said, you know, it'd be great if this product did this or did that, or it's just not, not getting the job done. Yeah. And those are, the, those are the type of problems that we want to solve. And we believe we've accomplished that with many of our products, and we think they stand above what's on the market. And that's our goal: is to bring some innovation, make the experience a little, little better. If you're the DIY mechanic at home in the garage mm. working on your car, we want to make that experience better for you and solve those problems that we recognize. Yeah, the um, the LED lights, both the uh, one that looks like a more like a conventional utility light and then the other one that's a um more of a wand style light fantastic amount of light coming from them as and as a guy who's getting older the more light i have the better i am able to do what i need to do absolutely so i believe one light the mechanic mech light it, it's more when you look at it you think of the old school type of drop lights that you might have pulled down right they have called it a cage light used an incandescent bulb they would heat up and melt your face off if you were under the car. Uh, you couldn't stand them up, and you know the they're just they're they're a little clunky. So yep. the, the mech light is was designed to kind of chop that clutter out of that product, remove the cord, make it rechargeable. The other problem with those old school lights is they don't stand up on their own. So they have a hook that's great. You can hang it, but we made this product where you can hold it, you can stand it, you can hang it. It doesn't get hot because it's LED lighting, and it gives off a tremendous amount of light with 650 lumens. So it's it's a really great product. It I is, and, and you you bring up a good point about a con uh, old old time drop light, and and I think I have one that's in the metal cage and one that's in the plastic cage, and I'm pretty sure over the years I still have a scar on my arm where one of them fell on me while I was under a <laughs> dash. So right, absolutely. 
Yeah, and uh, the uh, 12-volt impact gun, first off, it's pretty compact size, and I recommended it a couple weeks ago. Somebody wrote to me and said, you know, they're getting a little bit older, and they're concerned about getting a flat tire and being able to change a flat tire with the little 8-inch lug wrench that comes in most cars. And I said, you know, a breaker bar is certainly one way, uh, a cheater bar put on the end of a breaker bar, but even easier... This little this little impact wrench doesn't take up a whole lot of room, and it's got some pretty good power behind it. And that's that's absolutely right. That's the idea behind it. It's compact. It's powerful. Uh, it's lightweight. It weighs less than three pounds. And if you're if you're not a very big guy and you don't have the, the muscles to take off the tire that the local tire shop put on, it's a great product for you. Or if you have arthritis in your hands, I, sometimes I have issues with with my hands a little bit in the winter time when they ache. So. It's a great product to assist if you if you have those issues and and exactly right. I have the same problem. The, the little eight inch uh, tire iron that comes you know with your car is not nearly enough leverage to usually remove a lug nut. Yeah, you're right. You pretty it's, much have to get lucky. Yeah, you're, you're right. And especially if those wheels have been off and somebody else put them on, it's one thing when they come from the factory and they're properly torqued. But sometimes they don't get that way. And what I liked about your impact wrench is it's got more power coming off than going back on so it's almost like you can't get in too much trouble tightening things back up yeah that's that's a good point exactly uh you got to be careful when you tighten those lug nuts down there's a torque spec for a reason i've learned the the hard way in my younger years using a breaker bar tightening because i thought you know these wheels need to be as tight as possible and i've broken a stud off oh yeah so i mean you know if you have an older car and the studs are rusty and then you're you're tightening down on 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 that lug nut as is as hard as you can with a you know two foot breaker bar or something like that you can break that off so the torque spec is very important yeah it really is and and i like the idea it's a lithium ion battery so it stays charged for a pretty good long time without having to worry about it it, it does it has great battery life and that's one of the things that i really like about it so you don't have to make sure you charge it every night i mean we actually removed 140 lug nuts on a single charge. Wow. That, that's that's pretty impressive for any cordless tool, whether you've got a cordless screwdriver and you're trying to drive 140, you know, deck screws in or whether you're trying to take take off lug nuts and put them back on. So, so uh, what, else, what else does, what else is your, now, is your company really a design company or well, tell me, tell me about um, the company itself and, and uh, like you said, you're a bunch of kind of car guys you get a little bit of gasoline that flows in your veins but you're also sort of designers too right absolutely we have internal product development so you know and part of my role is is to assist with that and help identify those those problem solving products on the front end and we have you know, we have some great designers that that we work with and we all get together and throw our heads together and we use existing products on the market and and then we we identify a problem. We'll validate the problem. We'll, we'll read user reviews of other products on the market, and then we'll we'll solve the problem and we'll we'll design a product and make it. Yeah. So you guys look you guys look at a product and go, how can we make this a little bit better? And also, pretty affordable prices. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. We know. I mean, if if you're a guy or gal working on your car, repairing your own car. Uh, you may not have a lot of money to go buy, you know, top-of-the-line, professional-level tools. So we bring a premium value to the market. We solve the problems. 
We bring great quality products, and we don't overcharge for them either. So, you, so you you guys really do use that kind of cost quality comparison and try to put it together and go, yeah, you could go out and spend a thousand dollars on a snap-on impact battery powered impact gun, but if you're, you know, like you said, a guy or a gal who's, you know, taking off your wheels in the driveway, or you know, I, I look at this tool, especially the impact gun, you're doing construction around the house and you need to drive some, you know, big lag bolts into a deck you're building or something. This this tool could do that too. Oh, sure. Absolutely. They are multi-purpose for sure. Yeah. And um, the uh, the jumper cables on a spool, that was a yeah, clever that's, idea. That's a neat one. That's another, another great example of, of that innovation. I mean, it, batteries, they die. It's going to happen sooner or later. You're going to go out there, and the car's not going to start. Yep. And mo- a lot of people have jumper cables, but they're likely tangled up and scattered somewhere in a trunk or on a shelf or something like that, and they're not very organized. So that booster reel, it's called the jump and drive mm-hmm. booster reel storage system. It actually solves that problem. There is a retractable storage case. That, that holds the jumper cables for you. And it, it not only holds them and keeps it organized, it protects them. So if you're if you're someone that has, you know, jumper cables laying in the bed of your truck or behind the seat, you got to be careful that you don't damage those also because if you crimp that wire in any way, it'll it'll create resistance and give you a hot spot in your jumper cable. Mm. Last thing you want. So it protects them. It keeps that from happening. And it, 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 it organizes them. It's easy to use. So it's it's a, it's one of those problems that we identified is like, you know, you pull out this spaghetti mess of of jumper cables out of your trunk and have to untangle them before you you jump your car off. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think I have over the years I probably have accumulated three sets of jumper cables, and there there's a, a a professional set I have that are super heavy gauge, but they weigh about I don't know they feel like they weigh a hundred pounds when you go to use them. And then I have an inexpensive or more or less inexpensive pair that in cold weather, it's almost, you don't want to use them because they're all stiff and the plastic coating is just, you know, doesn't, is it's whatever the shape is you left it in. And then I have a pair that's sort of in between. They're sort of my go-to jumper cables. But these, but uh, you're right, in the back of my car, under the storage compartment, there's a, there's a bunch of jumper cables rolled up in a ball, stuck in the corner. And I always hope I never need them, but if I do, they're going to be, they're, you know, like you said, they're not the neatest thing there, and probably I should take a little bit more care, but this kind of makes you take care of them. It does. It, it, it takes that, that work out of it for you, and and the MyCanic uh, Jump and Drive Booster Reel should be the, the only jumper cable you need to buy. You don't need to buy three sets. Well, we're giving that set away a little bit later. So, uh, and the, and the other and the other thing, and kind of not a tool at all, but also you guys sent me this. Uh, you know, here here in here in New England, you know, it snows every once in a while, sometimes ten feet. Um, but you know, c- cleaning off your windshield, and you you guys had this pretty cool um, thing you put over your windshield, so it makes it nice and easy to clean the snow off your car. Well, you don't have to clean the snow off. That's right. That's the whole point. Yeah, the frost guard and it. You know, we're in Nashville, Tennessee, so we get frost here, and basically, this you, you just—it's really easy to install. It takes just a few seconds. You strap it to the mirrors, walk around the car, cover the windshield, strap it to the other mirror, 
and leave it on overnight. And when you wake up in the morning and go out, you don't have to warm up your car. You don't have to get a, an ice scraper and scrape away at the windshield. You just pull the cover back off, roll it up, stick it in the storage pouch, and, and get going. And I understand you can have a little bit of experience with that. You spent a little time in Rhode Island, right? I have not. That oh. was Luke. Oh, that was Luke who who went to RISD? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I was confused. Okay. Um, but the the uh, but the the point is that uh, you know it does get frosty. You do you know, and this is a great way to keep your keep your windshield good and clean. And like you said, the the idea of getting out there in the morning and having to scrape the windshield, and especially if you're somebody who maybe isn't always the person who gets up a little bit early on a snowy on a snowy or frosty day. And all of a sudden, you get out there, you you take this thing right off, you jump in your car, you, you're good to go, and you're doing it safely because you're not one of those people, and we have them around here, you know, they, they scrape enough so they can see, but not enough so they clear the whole windshield. Oh, yeah, you see them looking through a, you know, a four-by-four-inch of uh, scraped windshield, you yep. know, huddled over the, the steering wheel, barreling down the road unsafely. So it, the Frost Guard's a great product, and I, I use it here, and... It's it's another one of those examples where there's we identified a problem and we solved it. Yeah, it really is. And one of the other things, you know, back to jumping around a little bit, the uh, the cordless lights you guys have. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, and uh, uh, in fact, the show on before us uh, kind of made me think about it. Uh, hurricane season. And, you know, we hate to think about it, but we're sort of in the middle of hurricane season, and occasionally we have power outages. And if you have a power outage that lasts for a little bit of time, having these cordless lights around, you know, certainly certainly uh, takes a lot of the edge off of uh, of doing things doing things around the house when there isn't any electricity. And that's right. And I've used them for the very same, same problem. In Tennessee, we have a lot of tornadoes, a lot of storms, so... There's often a lot of trees that blow over and, and knock over power lines. It wasn't probably a month ago where our power went out, and it was out for, for several hours. And I yep. have a two-year-old, you know, and he's, he doesn't want to be in the dark in the house. Right. So uh, basically I pulled out a mechanic grip light. That's one of our other lights, yep. 600 lumens. And it, you know, just put it in the middle of the room and turned it on and lit up the entire room. Yeah, it, it really does, and uh, the one I have, I left it on. I wanted to see how long it lasts. I got tired. I got tired of waiting for it to go out. Oh, there's several hours. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're all designed to, to last. You know, we looked at uh, different use cases and different uh, jobs you might be doing around the house and made sure that the, the light would outlast you. Yeah. That was, that was the point. Yeah, and it really does, and what the other thing I like about it is, um, it's not really a specialized uh, charging port for it either. It's a, it's a, sort of a USB style port, right? Micro USB. Yep. There are millions and millions of phones and other devices, mobile devices out there that have micro USB. So more than likely, if you have a mobile phone or you have some type of e-reader or something else, you probably have a charger and a cable that will charge the light just in case you lose the one that came with it. Most yeah. of them, all our rechargeable lights do come with a, a wall charger and a car charger to charge it in the car if you needed to. Yeah, I, I like the idea that if I had, and one of the other things I was kind of playing with it a little bit, 
What I was wondering about, you know, emergency, because, you know, again, back, you know, here in New England, occasionally we have emergencies and the power goes out. Okay, I'm going to leave the light on for a few hours. I wonder if I can take that little, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, book a uh, deck of cards uh, size uh, cell phone charger thing with the that you recharge ahead of time. Can I use that to recharge the grip light? And sure enough, uh, you can. Yeah, it's, it's five volts. Yeah, so so I can I can I can take the thing I use when my bat when my cell phone goes dead, plug in the grip light to that, and all of a sudden now I'm recharging the grip light off the thing I would normally use to recharge my phone, and I still haven't used any real electricity yet. So now all of a sudden, you know, in 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 the morning if the power's still out and you got to get up, all of a sudden now you you're you're back to being charged back up again, and you have more light to be able to see, and a whole lot safer than lighting candles in a house. That's right. And, you know, a lot of the lights that are out on the market, they, they use a, a special adapter uh, to charge the light. And use that if you lose the adapter, you, you have a, a light you can't use. Yeah, you have a, you have a paperweight. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, these are these are these are all good products and and all thought out and uh like you said, you're you're a bunch you're a bunch of guys that look at this kind of stuff and do some stuff at home and you know, maybe got a uh you know, hot car in the garage or even just a daily car that you drive but you do your own maintenance and you're like, you know, I'm tired of I'm tired of burning myself, I'm tired of having to get out an air compressor and a hose for an impact gun or get out a big breaker bar. All of a sudden now I have I have these pretty simple simple tools that's just going to make my life easier and that's our goal uh, my canic brand is we're, we're really focused on on looking at the garage essentials to to make those jobs easier make them more enjoyable i mean for me when i when i work on my car it's 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 not only something i enjoy it, it it's also a, an escape i mean our day-to-day lives are tough you know we work we have families and you know when you get out there and you work on the car it's sometimes it's like time stops so you want your tools to to do the job for you, and we understand that, and we 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 live it. So we we identify those problems, and we make sure that we deliver on our promise. And I understand you got a Fox Body five liter Mustang in the garage. I do. Yeah, I do. And uh, and is that your that's your therapy as well? It is. It needs some work, but uh, I, I've brought it back to life. They're great cars. They're a lot of fun. They're they're. They're pretty easy to work on. Parts are not expensive, so I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, putting it back together. Yeah, and all kinds of and and should you should you be interested in making it go faster? All kinds of parts available to do that too. There are. And yeah, they're not, they're not overly expensive either. So it's it's a great car to build if you're you're not an overly wealthy guy. They're they're pretty easy to work on, and the parts are they're available. They they are, and it's a again a car that is uh, you know a lot of fun and uh, like I like I want to say to people you know when you have when you have the garage space and you have a car sometimes the you know whatever even you know everybody everybody wants to love their job but some days some days your job just isn't you know just didn't go well and sometimes spending a little time in the garage just. Uh, you know, playing around, whether it's, you know, building something or taking it apart or putting it back together or making it better uh, is uh, a whole lot better than going to see a therapist. Yeah, it, it, it gives you that escape. And, and there's also a creative process to it when you when you build something with your hands. You, yeah. You actually, you pick those those aftermarket parts and you, you design how the car is going to look. I, it's, it's very rewarding. It's not only the escape, but it's the, it's the reward of, of building something yourself. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, James, how can we find out more information, uh, website, uh, where we can find out more information about the tools and products and everything else you guys have built and designed and had fun with? www.mechanic.us. And that's mechanic, not mechanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they can make, and it's, it's .us, not .com. That's also a, a common common mistake. So make sure you go to mechanic.us. James, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday morning. Uh, I hope things are beautiful in Nashville this morning. They are, and thanks for having me. It was was good to talk to you. Always great to talk to a fellow car enthusiast. All right. Take care now. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was James Finney. He is the business planning manager for Delk Products. Delk Products is the company that uh, takes care of Mike Canick. It's hard to say. Ooh, hard to say. But uh, check it out. It's Mike Canick www.mychanic.us M-Y-C-H-A-N-I-C dot U-S uh, I like the grip light. The grip light is a is a nice light. And the other one that's like a, a regular drop light that's all rechargeable, all LED lights. It is, a, it is just a, it's a good light. It does its job. Uh, very bright and lasts for easily several hours on a charge, which is nice. And the little impact gun uh, the little impact gun does a nice job, too. And the the uh, booster cables on a reel, we will be giving those away. We're going to be doing some, I think, some pretty simple trivia. But this time, two things. You need a set of jumper cables. You have to be somebody. If you have, if you're like me, and you have at least three sets of jumper cables at home, plus a jump pack, plus a lithium-ion jump pack, you don't need an extra set of jumper cables. So... Let someone else win. And if you've won recently, if you've won in the last couple of months, give someone else a chance. How's that? Why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, why don't we do a little trivia? And then in a little bit, we're going to be talking with um, Matt Sylvester. Matt Sylvester is the assistant brand manager for the Ford Focus. And are we going to be talking about a plain Jane Ford Focus? No, we're going to be talking about a Ford Focus RS. We'll get into what that means in just a few minutes. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. We'll be right back. School, Dexter Southfield, Boston Latin. Behind me is a partial list of top quality schools in our area, and all of these schools, all of them, are made even better by graduates of South Boston Catholic Academy. South Boston Catholic Academy is a special place where a faith-based education thrives, where vibrant learning and academic excellence are the norm. High student expectations, enviable teacher qualifications, strong 21st century.
Century Technology, and Boston is our extended classroom. At South Boston Catholic Academy, our Catholic faith is a key component of our understanding of optimal child development. Our emphasis is on creating moral citizens, building community, embracing the idea of service to others, and developing leadership skills. Father Robert Casey and Principal Nancy Carr work closely to ensure that all faiths feel welcome for the absolute best for your child. Learn much more at sbcatholicacademy.org. Ladies, mark your calendars now as Salem Media Group proudly presents the Woman Strong event Saturday, November 5th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Crossroads Worship Center in Weymouth with featured speakers Pastor Liz Walker and Pastor Karen Redwanski. This is about what it means to be a woman in the 21st century. At the end of that day, we're going to go away stronger than how we came. Tickets are just $10. Get yours by logging on to WEZRadio.com or WROLradio.com. Honda Cars of Boston is Greater Boston's neighborhood Honda dealer with over 800 new Hondas available to choose from. Just five minutes from Boston on Route 99 in Everett, our beautiful new showroom makes your Honda Cars of Boston experience even better. Visit online at hondacarsofboston.com and see all of our tremendous purchase, lease, finance, and certified pre-owned specials. Honda Cars of Boston on Route 99 in Everett is the place for great buys from the Honda guys. Give them a call at 1-800-65-HONDA. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program. I promised we would do some trivia. And I think it's a really easy trivia question. But again, it, it, be fair. You have to be somebody who needs a set of jumper cables. So if you have like, you know, a pair in the garage, a pair in your trunk, a pair in the bed of your truck, a, you know, leave it for somebody who needs a set of jumper cables. And also, if you've won in the last couple months, give, give someone else a chance and, uh, and live in this country. And why I say that is because I'm going to mail them to you, and they're heavy. You know, it's a pretty good sized package. So um, if you, you know, if you're if you're listening in, uh, I, I I don't know, someplace Germany, I'm not mailing them to you. That's all there is to it. As much as I'd like to hear from you, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So more or less within the past week or so, in uh, September of 1970, Ford introduced. The Ford Pinto. Remember the Ford Pinto? Well, what was the Mercury version of the Pinto called? So in 1970, Ford introduced, September of 1970, Ford introduced the Ford Pinto. What was the Mercury version of it called? And if you know the answer to that, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030, and we will send you a pair of Mycanic jumper cables, and they're jumper reels, so they're actually they're actually very nice. So if you're somebody whose jumper cables look like they're in a big ball, you will get them. Uh, Ford said it will recall 
1.5 million more vehicles for faulty door latches after federal regulators told the automaker that a regional recall announced in August was insufficient. The action includes 830,000 vehicles called back in August. Uh, it'll cost Ford about $640 million and prompted the automaker to cut third quarter adjusted profit by about 40%. So a big recall from Ford on that. Um and this week, uh, we at AAA put out a um, put out a uh, a news release about how most drivers waste fuel, and one of the one of the things we put out was about seventy percent of the cars on the road actually use regular gas. Um, about 15% of the cars on the road require premium gas, and about another 15% or so require or recommend premium. So not required, but recommend. The car I'm driving today, the Ford Focus RS, is one of those ones that requires premium fuel. You need to put premium fuel in it. Uh, but that is not the case in most cars. The problem is what studies have found out is about $2.1 billion are spent on people putting premium gas in when it doesn't need it. And we did some testing, and I say that kind of in a global we, it was our automotive engineering group, did some testing, and they put three, or they actually put six, but they published three different findings. They put a Toyota Tundra pickup truck on a dynamometer, so a treadmill, a uh, Mazda 3, and a uh, Dodge Charger with a V6 engine in it. They put all three on a dynamometer, they drove it under what would be considered normal city conditions. They drove it under what's considered normal highway conditions. And then they drove it under aggressive conditions, so hard acceleration. And what they found was when they did this testing, when they ran the same cars with premium fuel, that the increase in performance or fuel economy was negligible like 0.02% increase in fuel economy. So certainly no way was it enough to cause you to go out and spend 40 or 50 cents more per gallon for premium. You're better off, and if you if you are somebody who says, well, I thought premium gas was better for my car because it has more additives in it. Some premium gas does have more additives in it, but if you look for a major brand gas that has that's labeled top tier, that could be Citco, uh, it could be uh, Shell, Mobile. Top tier gas has those additives in it right across the right across the range, so you can put 87 octane gas in that it has that extra cleaning ability. So uh, it was a it was a it was a good story, a pretty simple. Um, people do it like you know some people say I'll put premium in once a month because I know it's better for my car. And what we found out was it isn't really better for your car. Well, let's see if Kurt has the answer to trivia. Kurt, yes, yes, sir. Hi. How are you, JP? I'm good. How are you? Um, well, thanks. Hey, is, um, could it be Bobcat? It could be Bobcat. <laughs> do, you know what year ah. the, do you know what year the Bobcat came out? Oh, boy. Ah. Well, it didn't, it know, didn't come out. It, about that one. Uh, it, about 70, uh, 71 or 2 or something like no, that? No, it actually, it actually waited five years. It came out in 75. Oh, really? So apparently the Pinto was such a big success, Mercury had to have one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and 
Well, they did. If they did not catch on fire quite well. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you remember why they called it? Do you remember what the big issue was with the Bob with the Pinto? It caught uh, on fire, right? Uh, the, uh, suppose, because of the, the rear design, I don't know, the gas tank would rupture rather easily. That's right. And, and it was sort of, it was sort of funny because I, I remember it. There was, uh, if it got hit in the back just right, it would push the rear shock absorber into the corner of the gas tank, and that would rupture the gas tank, and it would, if it made a spark, it would catch on fire. Yeah, which, but you know, I, I've got to give a little testimonial to A friend of mine got a, bought a new Pinto back in, yep. I don't know, it was a yellow Pinto. He had it in college. And my God, that thing is just running, and, and, you know, he just changed the oil, and he never gave him any trouble. Yeah, you know, it, for what it was, it was, uh, no, no, you're ab- you're absolutely right because well, you know? yeah, a friend uh, a friend of mine who I used to work with. In fact, we used to do radio back uh, years ago up in New Hampshire. Uh, he Dave Juve he had one. He had a Pinto when he was in school. He called it the Blue Flame only because it was blue and also because of well, you know, it could catch on fire. And um, what was what was interesting? What was interesting about it was he drove the wheels off that thing and never really had any problems with it. And I remember down here on the South Shore, there was a guy who is uh, he, he was you know throughout your life you meet people that are just really smart. And this guy, this guy's name was Don Snow, and he uh, he uh, worked for Polaroid, but he also made stock car wheels in his garage. But one day he got bored and he took a turbocharger off a Corvair and put it on a Pinto. And, oh, really? and it turned it into a little hot rod. It was actually kind of a fun little car. And I and this was probably in the seventies. And you know, just I remember I remember talking and we were just kind of you know saying, you know, there's still a whole bunch of Pintos around and there certainly isn't a whole lot of Vegas around. Well, you know, the Pintos were pretty light. And- yep. You know, and I like that. That's a good idea. I mean, I thought that was fun to drive that thing. Yeah, you know, every once in a while, I still see one. And every once in a while, I see kind of the oddball one. I see a uh, Pinto station wagon every once in a while. And for what what they are, the the original 2.3 liter engine that was in that, that design is still, in in kind of its most basic sense, still sort of around today, more in cubic inches than anything else. But, you know. Remember remember that same period, you know, the... uh, GM's Vega. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, the Vega, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, you know people people said well the Pinto you got to put a timing belt on it and it leaks oil but at least at least you didn't have to sandwich two head gaskets together to make up for the twisted up aluminum block and heads. So I'm not yeah the Vegas. Uh, uh, I only knew a couple young again it was in college. And oh yeah, I had, yeah, and the quality control was not good. Uh, yeah, you know, literally he had his the car he had his new Vega for about two months. And one of the doors almost came off the hinges. Yeah. Well, you know, that's funny. It wasn't, I mean, I'd I'd rather have a Pinto than that. Yeah. Well, that's funny. It's funny you say that because, you know, now we look at, you know, problems per car. As technically complicated as cars are today, you know, still... You know, still new cars have manufacturing problems. But back in the 70s, new cars, the doors fell off. Now there's a squeak or a rattle. But, you know, back then they had much more serious problems after the cars were assembled. And, you know, you kind of look look at some of those cars and go, whoo, no wonder why GM yeah, had some like, problems. You know, much like the English cars. You know, I remember seeing a bumper sticker a guy had made up. It said, the parts falling off this car are the finest English quality. <laughs> or, you know, some of the old, you know, with Lucas lights. And, oh, yeah. All yeah, that harnesses burning, you know, alternators burning out. Left. My brother had an MGTD, a 53 MGTD, and it was a great little car. But 
of course, they had electrical. You know, I had to do the re- you know, rewire the whole the whole thing, and alternators would burn out, you know, like that. Yeah, well, that, that d- wonderful Lucas Lucas Electricals. Yeah. Well, the uh, you know somebody called it you know Lucas the Prince of Darkness, but you know the other joke is you know why 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 do the you know why do the English drink warm beer because the refrigerator is made by Lucas. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, stay stay. Yeah, those, those cars were really very romantic. You know, they had the, the swoop. Yeah. Oh yeah, was, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Because the English had to put them together by candlelight. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, they. as much as you look at those cars, and I had an MG once, and, you know, I I met more people, by I met more nice people when I was broken down by the side of the road. <laughs> you know this, and this was back, you know, a million years ago. But there was a oh, lot yeah. of there was a lot of MGs and Triumphs on the road, and they were all and they were all less than stellar. And yeah. you know, you break down by the side of the road. I I remember some guy pulled up by the side of the road, and he, he I said, "What happened?" I said, oh, "It sounds like the fuel pump went bad." And he said, "I have a fuel pump in the trunk, a spare." But he said, "No, just take out your uh, take out your knockoff hammer because I had knockoffs on it. You had a little hammer." And oh, he yeah, said, "He said." Go over there, and he said, "I'll hold the key, and you go under there and whack the fuel pump with the hammer, and see if it's see if it comes back to life." And sure enough, whacked it with the hammer. All of a sudden, you hear the thing humming again. Had fuel pressure back. Things started right back up. And, and again, the you know the the people you meet by the side of the road when you have crappy cars, you know. Yeah, I tell you, they, they were. You know, you, you hear stories like that, and you have to smile because you know they're, they're, they things like that were actually you know whacking it with a, a good brassy. You know, yep. there it goes, it's running. Yep, you know. yep. No, absolutely it right. seems to be working now, Professor. You know. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what, stay right there, Carol. Get down your address and we'll mail you out these jumper cables, okay? All right. Hey, by the uh, way, uh, just curiosity, um, do you happen to know what the initials RS indicate for the uh, focus? Uh, no. No, I don't know what that means. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming it's like... Um, I don't know. Yeah. Racing. So I don't know. I, uh, yeah. Race race special. Yeah, exactly. We'll go with that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, have Thanks. You ever driven, have you ever driven one of the Focus uh, souped up with it? They call it the ST or something? Well, this is the next one above that. Ah. So this is even this is even a hotter hatch than that. And in a little bit, we're going to be talking to the guy who knows all about it. Yeah. All okay. Right. All right. Okay, thank you. Stay right there. All right. Yeah. Good. Karen will take care of him. Here's a here's something which I don't understand why we need it, but I guess we do. Uh, there is a bill introduced in the U.S. House of Representatives on September 15th that would mandate new technology in cars that would issue an alert if a child is left in the back seat. Why do people do that? So far this year, 29 kids have actually passed away from being left in the back back seat of a car and getting trapped inside a hot car. Research has shown that. In most cases, when children are left behind, parents accidentally forget their kid. How do you forget your kid? And uh, due to a change in routine or pattern, you know what they've, you know what we try to actually tell parents at work. If you think you're going to do that somehow, what's the one thing you always take with you? People always seem to take their phones. Put your phone in with your kid or something. Uh, the unfortunate reality is that even good parents can get distracted, according to Representative Tom Ryan, who sponsored the bill. Our cars can already alert drivers when they leave their keys in the car, their lights on, or even the trunk open. 
none of which are life-threatening, our legislation would move us one step closer to getting this technology in every car on the road. Actually, GMC, I think, does that in their SUVs now. The bill called uh, Helping Overcome Trauma for Children Alone in Rear Seats, called Hot Cars, calls on the U.S. Department of Transportation issue a rule on the reminder technology in a couple of years. General Motors uh, introduced the reminder system on 2017 GMC Arcadia, which prompt drivers to check the back seat before walking away from the vehicle. The automaker intends to roll this out as a reminder across all of its lineups. So uh, it's just one of those things that kind of makes you wonder. And cars.com, which is also a pretty good site to go checking things on, and I like to do a lot of comparison. In fact, I got an email from somebody today that um, they went car shopping and they said they went to CarMax where they know there was no negotiation. And then they went to um, a couple of dealerships and they went in with the price they got on the Internet and there was no negotiation. And the dealer said, both dealers said to them, you know, all the information out there, there's no reason to negotiate. We, we have a price and this is a price. And the person said to me, is this the new norm with car shopping and it sort of is in a lot of cases do your homework ahead of time so whether you use car gurus or car.com or you know ic cars or nada guides you pretty much know kind of what you're getting and the only real discounts now are um and the guys at uh the car consultancy will tell you if you know just that threshold of when to buy you can get even a little bit better deal, but not everybody knows that. you got to be kind of an insider for that. But Cars.com is making shopping more interactive for consumers uh, perusing dealership lots. The third-party site is the latest example of its mobile-first approach has added a feature to the app which enables shoppers to scan the vehicle's identification number on any car on the dealership lot with their smartphones and get details such as price and features. The -the on-the-lot VIN scanner, which also enables users to save their favorite vehicles, was introduced in mid-August to bolster uh, an app that has been around for about five years now. The additional... The addition signals the continuation of the mobile focus at cars.com in response to the growing number of consumers assessing its site via mobile devices. Cars.com says that more than half its monthly site visitors come from mobile users. The company says the dealers want to continue to churn out innovative ways to engage consumers at all levels of shopping, even if they're already at dealerships. The third-party site says it studies trends and helps it improve its app. We do extensive research on our side. We watch the trends of the consumer behavior in the automotive journey, but also, just in general, the trends are picking up. Uh, Cars.com Senior Director of Product Management told Automotive News, based on that, we do some deeper research as we realize things that might be relevant to our shopper base. And then we go on and build it and test it and see if it works. The company bolstered the app, which um, attracts about 7 million visits each month, with another tool in July to help consumers looking to save a few bucks. The price drop alert feature lets shoppers sign up for phone alerts when the prices fall on vehicles they're interested in. So if you're out shopping, you see them, you get this alert and you go, oh, they just lowered the price. The longer the car sits on the lot, in most cases, the more the dealer has to pay for it if they're floor planning it. So if they say, oh, we're going to drop the price, we've got to sell it, that's better. So we've taken the approach with our product team to build pretty much anything and everything from that perspective on mobile. So sounds... Sounds like they kind of have their act together on what they want to do. 
So, sort of some fun stuff. Some fun stuff. So, you know, that was one of the things. So, um, and the other one was the Ford Focus RS, which is, you know, um, like Kirk says, uh, the ST was the hot car. It has been replaced by the new RS, which is even which is even a hotter version of that same car. And with us on the phone is the assistant brand manager for Ford Focus, Matt Sylvester. Matt, tell me about this new Ford Focus RS. So uh, the, the Focus RS is a, is a vehicle that's got a really rich history, uh, mainly in Europe. And for the first time um, ever, the RS badge has come into the United States, and it is the pinnacle of hot hatchback performance. And I, I was a little confused horsepower-wise, uh, 315 or 350? 350 horsepower, 350 pound-feet of torque. So more horsepower than uh, sort of last generation's 5-liter V8 Ford Mustang, right? Yeah. And all of this in a Ford Focus? All of this in a Ford Focus power, powered by a 2.3-liter um, EcoBoost four-cylinder engine. And uh, the power comes on pretty quick. I expected maybe there was going to be this, you know, way up in the high RPM, but uh, it's a really uh, usable power right out, you know, pretty early in the RPM range. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a really fun car to drive. You know, the, uh, you know, all the credit to the engineering team that, that uh, revamped this 2.3-liter EcoBoost. They put a new turbo in it, um, you know, low inertia, twin scroll, turbocharger, that, uh, that really allows you to get some power on demand, and it really makes for a really fun all-wheel drive vehicle. And good point. Somehow you guys managed to stick all-wheel drive under this Focus. Oh, yeah. All-wheel drive was a must. You know, we've, we've got some, some other hot hatchbacks in the Ford lineup with the Fiesta FT and the Focus FT, but uh, when it comes down to it, a lot of people just aren't interested in those cars because of the lack of all-wheel drive. Um, so we, we put all-wheel drive in the Focus RS, and we found that, uh, in terms of performance, it's absolutely incredible with that system. But uh, then additionally, it allows uh, some of the folks in the northeast and the northwest of the U.S. to uh, really enjoy it as a daily driver as well. And is this Focus five-door hatchback the same physical size, even with the all-wheel drive system, as a conventional Focus? Yeah, so that's, that's what I tell a lot of, uh, a lot of people at, at various events that I attend around the country, and they're, they're interested in the RS and haven't had a chance to sit in one. What I tell them is, you know, head to your local dealership and try and sit in a Focus ST. Um, if that size feels comfortable for you, then, then, it, then the RS will, will, should feel comfortable for you as well. Just imagine it with a whole lot more power and better handling. Is it wrong of me to want to take off all of the RS uh, logos and the spoiler on the back and make it look like a regular Focus and be a true, uh, uh, a true uh, uh, kind of stealthy car on the road? Well, that, that's that's absolutely right. You know, they they did some some extra tweaks to the to the exterior of the car, all of which are functional. So, you know, on the RS, you've got a whole new front fascia. Um, you've got uh, you know the twin exhaust, dual exhaust in the rear with the rear diffuser and the spoiler, all of which are functional. Like I said, um, to to feed air into that engine and the, and uh, eliminate any lift uh, at high speed. 
speeds. So yes and no, um, in terms of the you know, size, interior cabin space can be uh, just about the same as the Focus ST. But uh, again, all of the exterior pieces are all functional and absolutely necessary, critical to, to get that, that high level of performance in the RS. So I can't make it the ultimate sleeper then? Well, no. <laughs> they'll certainly see comments uh, in the rear view, but uh, from a distance, yeah, it'll certainly look similar to a regular Focus, but uh, uh, you can certainly surprise some people on the highway. I bet. And tell me about the uh, the four uh, drivetrain settings, and it's the first time I think I've ever been in a car that has a specific drift setting? Yeah, so this is this is something that we're really excited about. The, the Focus RS has four unique drive modes. So normal, sport, track, and drift mode. Um, now track mode is exactly what it sounds like. It is optimized for the track, um, and, and then drift, obviously, track uh, specific as well. Um, I'll get into those in a little bit more detail in a second, but sport mode is, I think, one of my favorite modes um, in terms of uh, just the steering response and the engine response from a daily driving perspective. It is, it is a really, really fun setting. Um, track mode. Not quite as comfortable, but definitely what you want on a track. You feel a little more connected to the road. And then drift mode, you know, an industry first, uh, something that we're, we're so excited about. Um, what, it, what it does is uh, with the, because the rear axle has two twin clutch packs uh, as part of that all-wheel drive system, uh, it can actually spin the outside wheel faster so that it can step the rear end out and allow you to perform some controlled oversteer drifts. And uh, this is something I think that our customers are going to have a really great time with out on the track. Um, and, and again, industry first, we're just uh, so excited about it here. Maybe I won't do it with your car, though. <laughs> no. Oh, hopefully not with mine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the performance, you mentioned the performance, you mentioned the, the looks of the car. Who was the customer you had in mind when you were thinking about this? Like you said, this is a car that I think a lot of uh, people that were looking for hot hatches uh, were saying, you know, when's Ford going to bring this car from Europe to the United States so we can enjoy it? Uh, but who, who did you really have in mind when you, you know, when you thought of, you know, really bringing this car here and and you know, thinking about the point that you you just built a 350 horsepower hatchback. Yeah, so so certainly the, the the customers that drive a lot of customers that drive the Focus ST are going to be very interested in this car. Um, but so many of these customers are going to be Conquest customers for Ford. Um, like I mentioned before, with uh, with the ST and the lack of all wheel drive, there are a lot of people that that won't even look at that vehicle but want a certain level of performance so they're drawn more to uh the subarus and and uh, vw golf uh type vehicles um so there, there will certainly be a, a lot of conquest of customers from from those nameplates specifically but um in terms of the the customer specifically they're mainly male um although you know there are certainly women out there that are going to be attracted to this level of performance and the practicality of owning a hatchback right as well, um, and and maybe a little more um, influential than than a, the typical Focus FT customer. It, it is a more expensive car, so by by uh, just that that fact alone, you'll have that piece. But uh, I think the most important thing is is that conquest piece um, for Ford and bringing in some new customers with that all-wheel drive system. Well, the two people that so far have chased me down the highway, and you're right on the money, someone in a Subaru STI and somebody in a tricked-out uh, Volkswagen GTI all lowered and 
uh, you know, decaled out. And uh, uh, both of those people, you know, zipped up next to me on the highway to check the car out. Oh yeah, no, there, there, uh, there's certainly a lot of buzz out there, and and those are the types of uh, of guys that have been following the the RS badge in Europe for for decades, and uh, and are really excited to have it here, just like we are. And I was, uh, I guess, surprised. Recaro seats and uh, and high performance brakes. Oh yeah, all standard on the RS. Um, so you'll you on the base package, you'll get partial leather Recaros. Um, and, and with the upgraded package, you'll get full leather with uh, with navigation as well. Um, and the Brembo brakes come standard, which is uh, really important. Um, all performance, um, it, all performance driven. Just uh, the the uh, the way that the torque is controlled on the front axle is through the brakes. Uh, similar system that's on the ST. Um, so you've got the twin clutch packs in the rear axle, uh, front axle. You've got uh, controlled via the brakes. Um, so with with that extra power, we absolutely needed some some more powerful brakes. And you didn't forget about uh, you know comfort and convenience. I was kind of poking around the car and noticed a uh, pretty good sized subwoofer tucked under the back. Oh yeah, Sony ten speaker audio system comes standard as well as Sync three. So we've got the you know the highest level of, of entertainment system that we we offer in a in a in a Focus all comes standard in the, in the RS. And the only thing the only thing I was kind of I suppose good or bad was kind of hoping for was maybe a, a built-in dash cam. Yeah, built-in dash cam. That, yeah, that's, that's right. You, know, you, can, you can take a look at what your uh, what your reaction is as you hit that torque, uh, the, the peak of that torque curve. But, yeah. uh, no, I guess you'll have to, you have to grab yourself a GoPro or something. Else. Uh, something, something like that, exactly. So um, is the car available at dealers yet? Oh yeah, so so we started selling uh, hit dealership lots here um, early June. Um, hit dealership lots in Europe in uh, February or March, I believe. Um, so they're they're available. They are a little bit harder to buy because it is limited production and there is so much demand. But yes, there are certainly dealers that have them right now. And you mentioned uh, price. Uh, uh, it's not it's not a focused price. It's a premium price. But uh, can you kind of give us a little idea of what that's going to be? Yeah. So uh, the Starting price is uh, just under uh, $36,000, and that is for the base model. Um, and then you can option it all the way up with the winter wheel and tire package, um, the RS2 package that I mentioned with the full leather Recaros and navigation. Um, you option it up fully loaded to around $45,000. So an, ex- an expensive focus, but one that has performance that... Like I said, 350 horsepower in a small car with all-wheel drive, controllable power. I think is one of the most is the the key ingredient here. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, you're not going to find a car on the road that has this level of performance at this price point. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a pretty amazing little car, and again, a car that uh, it does two things for the enthusiast who knows the car. It stands out. You know, people really look at the car, and for the people who kind of don't, um, it just sort of blends in, and it's just uh, it's just another nice looking car on the road. But uh, a car that I think, uh, depending on how you drive it, just kind of fits fits in with uh, traffic and just uh, nobody nobody pays too much attention to it which is which is awfully good sometimes when you have 350 horsepower on tap no i couldn't agree more you think you really hit the nail on the head there and that's uh, that's exactly why so many people love the car yeah no it's a great car hey matt i want to thank you for taking a little time out of your saturday morning and joining us up here in boston 
Absolutely. Thanks a lot, John Paul. All right, thanks. Why don't we take a break? Pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston, or AM Tire and Auto Service is proud to be New England's tire headquarters. And as the seasons change, now's the perfect time to stop in for tremendous tire deals. Now through October 3rd, save big on all Goodyear and Kelly tires in stock. Plus, save up to an additional $120 with mail-in rebate. And at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service, we'll keep your vehicle running right all season long. Stop in for our thorough factory-scheduled maintenance check. Our ASC-certified technicians will do it all. Engine diagnostics, transmissions, brakes, batteries, steering and suspension, exhaust systems, wiper blades, winterizing, and much more. Now through October 3rd, your chance to save big on all Goodyear and Kelly tires. Just in time for the upcoming fall season. For details, see SullivanTire.com. Hi, this is Paul Sullivan of Sullivan Tire. You won't find a better place to buy tires in New England, and we will not be beat on price. Thank you. Peace of mind driving. You deserve it. We provide it. Sullivan Tire. City of Boston Credit Union, they believe paying for college shouldn't be as hard as going to college. So they're making it easier with a range of local education financing options designed to meet the needs of students and parents. And because they're member-owned, they treat people how they want to be treated, like people, not credit scores. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. Visit cityofbostoncu.com to learn more or to apply. Equal opportunity lender, all loans subject to credit approval. Roxbury Latin School, Belmont Hills School, Dexter Southfield, Boston Latin School. Behind me is a partial list of top quality schools in our area, and all of these schools, all of them, are made even better by graduates of South Boston Catholic Academy. South Boston Catholic Academy is a special place where a faith-based education thrives, where vibrant learning and academic excellence are the norm. High student expectations, enviable teacher qualifications, strong 21st century technology, and Boston is our extended classroom. At South Boston Catholic Academy, our Catholic faith is a key component of our understanding of optimal child development. Our emphasis is on creating moral citizens, building community, embracing the idea of service to others, and Developing leadership skills. Father Robert Casey and Principal Nancy Carr work closely to ensure that all faiths feel welcome for the absolute best for your child. Learn much more at sbcatholicacademy.org. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And thanks to Matt for joining us on the Car Doctor program this morning, telling us about the Ford Focus RS. I sh- oh, should have asked him what RS stands for. Oh, well. Uh, 
And pretty interesting car. It is a uh, it's a Ford. The what I'm driving it. It's a it's a Focus five door hatchback. Uh, and if it wasn't for the rear wing on the back of it, which isn't a huge thing, it's not like the it's not like the Subaru STI wing. I I like the WRX a lot when the, it's an STI trim and it's got that big spoiler on the back. I'm just too old for it. This one's a little more subdued than that. Although I think if I bought it, I'd still take the spoiler off to make it more stealthy looking. Uh, but it is a. It also has Recaro seats in it. Recaro is a sports seat, which is really designed to hold you into the car. Now, I drove this car to Gloucester, and I was stuck in traffic for hours this week. And the seats are great for rally driving. They're great for track driving. Stuck in traffic driving, not so much fun. You know, that's when you, that, I mean, good support. I mean, I got out of it. My back wasn't tired, but it was just, it's a firm seat with lots of bolstering and maybe more bolstering than, well, maybe I'm bigger than, I, maybe I'm bigger than the seats were designed for. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, but it, uh, but it has 350 horsepower on tap. It's all wheel drive. So the power's delivered nice and evenly. I have not tried the um, I have not tried the drifting setting where you can drive around in circles and let the back end hang out as you go around. I haven't tried that because I don't want to have to buy tires for it. Uh, it is um, it has it has these great Michelin tires on it. It's got big Brembo brakes on it, so it stops as good as it goes. Three hundred and fifty horsepower is a lot of horsepower, and like I said when I was talking to Matt. It's as much horse, it's more horsepower than what was in the original five liter Mustang, which was 300, which everybody thought was a lot. And this is out of a 2.3 liter, sound familiar? 2.3 liter. Same size engine that was in a Pinto that made like 78 horsepower. So almost four times the horsepower or five times the horsepower. Um, and it's it's a car that uh, inside, uh, it has... Uh, you know everything, everything, all the luxury stuff. Heated steering wheel, heated seats, um, sync system. This is the new Sync Three. And as much as I was never a fan of the push to talk sync system, this one actually works really well. This one tend, tended to uh, catch my voice right away. I used it for navigation. It worked. It worked well. It's uh, it easily identifies if I want to change the radio station. If I say you know push the button and say you know turn to satellite radio or AM nine fifty or AM twelve sixty, it did that without you know turning the temperature up in the car or some of the other talk to systems. But this is a performance car. This is a car that is truly a performance car. And as I'm standing here in the studio, I was staring out the window. And a guy in a uh, a guy in a uh, Toyota Rav Four, I think it was. It's either guy in the Rav Four or the guy in the Subaru, one or the other. I think it was the guy in the Rav Four. Got out of his car, and he circled. He circled around the Focus RS maybe five times. So I'm walk around, walk around. I was going to set the alarm off just to scare him, but I didn't want to do that. Uh, but he walked around, walked around, stopped and stared at the brakes because the brakes are huge. Uh, kind of looked in the window a little bit, looked at the outside of it. When I was driving it, like I said to Matt, I did uh, I did have uh, 
thumbs up from a guy in a Subaru. I had a guy in a Volkswagen Golf GTI chase me down the highway and do a lot of staring at it. But it's only, it's funny, it only stands out to the people that know what they're looking for. It's a, it, for other people, you know, the, the sports car people, you know, a person in a Corvette drives right by it, doesn't think anything. Everybody else is just another economy car. But if you're somebody who, who likes the hot hatches, if you're somebody who likes the, the WRXs and the, and the uh, GTI sort of cars or modify those sort of cars, you're somebody who, you know, puts all kinds of modifications into a Civic, this is the, this is the car that would appeal to you. And uh, technically, I guess you could put five people in it, but you could put four people on it. And it actually has a pretty good-sized um, hatch area, so you can actually carry a fair amount of stuff in it. Don't even think about where the spare tire is because uh, there's a big subwoofer where the spare tire is. So, um, But it, it's, uh, it's fast. It handles well. It has those four settings for normal sport, track, and drifting. On the track setting, it rides pretty firm. On the sport setting, you have this kind of nice balance of ride handling, a little bit of exhaust note. Uh, I would like to hear a little bit louder exhaust, but that's just me. I kind of I like exhaust sound. But uh, steering is real good in the car. Really interesting car. Uh, on the other hand, $45,000, it's going to appeal to a very limited audience. I think they start at thirty-five, and when you get it with all the bells and whistles with the navigation and the leather seats and and again, Recaro seats, no matter what. But when you get all those seats in it and you do all that, um, it can get right up to $45,000. So expensive. Our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Phones are really quiet today. If you would like to join us, 617-770-3030. Well, here's a car that you kind of wonder about. Coming to the United States, a Skoda? What's a Skoda? Well, Skoda is going to bring a large SUV... Uh, it was unveiled in Europe, and it could actually uh, spearhead the Czech brand entry into the U.S. Skoda is a division of Volkswagen Group, and it revealed in June that it's considering selling cars in the U.S., and it said it will decide late next year this one car called a... they got to come up with new names. Codlag, K-O-D-L-A-G, would be the key product for a U.S. lineup, according to the German press reports. Skoda is examining the market potential for regions um, where the brand will be represented, including North America. The Codlag, they need a new name for this. This is the first large SUV and the first model to offer a seven-seat option. Uh, we're striking out in a new direction. It sort of looks a little like a Touareg. Um, the SUV is said to have a public debut on September 29th at the uh, Paris Auto Show. It will go on sale in Europe early next year uh, as a rival to vehicles such as the Ford Edge, Nissan X-Trail, Hyundai Santa Fe. At 185 inches long, it's built on the Volkswagen Group's MQB architecture, which underpins a number of models across the lineup, including the Tiguan. So it's a, okay, so it's sort of a Tiguan size, so not huge. But I don't know how they get three seats in it, but good for them. And uh, if you, speaking of performance cars, Nissan is coming up with a performance version of its Sentra. And it will offer a turbocharged Sentra for 2017 using a 1.6 liter turbo powertrain 
from its sporty juke. It'll give the sedan a little bit more performance. The new Sentra SR Turbo variant will be in showrooms in October sometime with a sticker price of under $22,000. The company has not revealed final pricing yet. Nissan will use a direct-injected turbocharged 1.6-liter four-cylinder engine to broaden the Sentra's appeal. Well, it wasn't that long ago there was a Sentra R, which was sort of their high-performance version. The SR Turbo claims 188 horsepower, 177 foot-pounds of torque. Well, nowhere near the 350 pounds of torque, just about, and the 350 horsepower in the Ford Focus. Our phone number again, 617-770-3030, 770-3030. Phone lines are open if you would like to join us. Well, is there going to be a mid-engine Corvette? Well, spy photos show a long-rumored mid-engine Corvette that could arrive as early as 2019. The photos suggest a radical departure of the legendary nameplate. For years, there's been rumors. In fact, I believe one of these days, one of these times, I was talking with someone from General Motors um, that the... uh, I joked about, so we got to see a mid-engine uh, four-cylinder turbocharged Corvette, and he laughed like, ha, you'll never see that. But it looks like we might see a mid-engine V6 or V8 Corvette, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. The vehicle shown here is likely, um, it looks, you know, you can, mid-engine cars, you can only do so much with them, but this one looks, hmm, I don't know. I don't know, mid-engine Corvette? Not so sure. Let's talk to Jim. <clears throat> Jim. Good, mo- good morning. Good morning. I read your um, article in the Globe all the time, and I think your um, information is spot on. Oh, I thought you were going to say you thought I was crazy. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you, you come up with a lot of things that um really good information and you point people in the right direction. I've been in um, the auto repair business for over 35 years and um, I'm having a problem with a friend of mine, their 2010 Honda Pilot. Um, They're getting a clicking noise out of the brakes. They brought it to the dealer on the South Shore and they told them that the noise was normal that they put a business card in between the brake and the caliper to quiet down the noise and prove to them that that was the noise and that this is normal. I called up the dealer and I said, you know, this is normal. Can't this be fixed? No, not without replacing the um, calipers. Um, Have you heard of anything like this? I'm, I'm always under the belief that um, brake noises like this can be fixed with shims at the end of the pad or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that makes that makes no sense. That's um, you know, that, that's a you know, brakes aren't supposed to make noise. They're not supposed to make clicking noises. And I wonder if you know what they said. They put a business card where they put a business card. In fact, they they, they sent me a, a P, PDF showing the um showing the, uh, it's not a recall, but showing the bulletin and where the business card was placed. And, um, you know, just to prove to the customer that that is the problem and that it is normal. Uh, they put the business card in between the, um, the pad and the caliber. Well, that sounds like you could just easily put, like you said, you could put that, that uh, sticky brake goop stuff right on the pad and you would think that would solve the problem. 
Yeah, um, they, they they didn't buy it. I even called Honda, the the national number that they gave me from the dealership, and they more or less told me the same thing that um, there there was no fix for it, and um, you know that they've carried it as far as they could. Uh, I drove the vehicle myself, and I probably hit the brake ten times in a matter of two minutes, and every time it made the noise. It was a distinct noise out of the left front wheel every time. And yeah, it may not affect the braking. It mm. may not, um, you know, be a, a, a safety problem, but it is distracting. It is an annoyance. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to maybe send you this PDF and see if you could get some information. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause I haven't seen that. I know if this, I, if this was my car, there, there is, you know, there is a, I think there's actually four shims on those brake pads. There's two on the inside, two on the outside. There's an inner shim and an outer shim. And I think if this was my car, I would, I would goop up everything, get everything sticky, so it doesn't, so it doesn't move. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of brake jobs, and yeah, if you, you get a, a noise, the customer's going to come right back. And yeah, you have, to, you have to make it right, you know. Yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly. Chrysler's, you've got Chrysler's where they, they gave you different thicknesses of shims to put on the end of the pad, depending on how much wear was there, you know, between the, the pad and the caliper. And um, they haven't come up with a solution to this. And it seems like they're not looking for a solution other than, I don't know, maybe replacing the, the caliper itself at a, you know, yeah. really big expense. I mean, if, so, it's a, if it's a noise that happens when you step on the brakes and it's because the caliper doesn't, sit properly or whatever the case is, I I think Honda has some obligation to put replace the calipers on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Not, not, not only is it, a, you know, an inconvenience or a, a distracting noise, you know, she's actually come to say that, you know, um, well, I'm used to it now, and yeah, you know, I've, I've, I kind of put it out of my mind. I, I, I just live with it. Yeah. I mean, the vehicle is a, a 2010 Honda Pilot with a I think it's got 105,000 miles on it, which, you know, isn't a, isn't a high mileage vehicle, um, you know, and it's only, it's only seven years old, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a car that traditionally gets, you know, gets 250,000 miles on it without any real problem. So is it okay if I, uh, yeah, abso absolutely. Effort? Yeah, absolutely. Right, I don't know if I'll be able to do it today, but in the next couple of days, I'll send it to you. And, um, you know, maybe you could get a little more more information than I could. Like I said, I called num uh, Honda at the, the, the number I was given from the dealership and finally got to a customer service person that, you know, didn't really carry the ball very far at all. So maybe maybe your bearing could have a, a little more impact. No, email, email it to me or mail it to me or however you want to do it, and I'd be happy to take a look at it. This is my first time listening to your show. I hope to listen to it a lot more. You really seem to know what you're talking about. Thank All you right. very much. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. And if you want to get a hold of me by email, it's jpaul, J-P-A-U-L, at A-A-A Northeast. So A-A-A, spell it the word, northeast.com. Or you can go to uh, you can go to johnknowscars.net, and there's a way to contact me there. Or, you know, go to the Car Doctor page on AAA's website, AAA.com, all kinds of ways to do that. Why don't we talk to Steve and then take another break? Let's Steve? Hi, good morning. Good morning. I have a question. I have, my, uh, I have a 211 Malibu. Okay. And I added it, and I had it into the, uh, my mechanic last week. And there was a couple of check engine lights on. 
So he uh, wound up flushing the oil and that put in the oil. I still have the light. His recommendation was to change, possibly change the uh, the timing, uh, not the belt, the the engine. Mm. Do you know what Do you know what the codes were? Did they t- Did they tell you? No, I no, yeah. I don't. And I'm just wondering, is that a big fix? Yeah. I, well, I mean, if they're doing a time and chain, that's first off, that's sort of an odd thing to recommend. Um, only because it can get, you know, uh, you know that's not something that you would you would normally replace in, you know, maybe in the life of the car when it gets to be twenty years old, but not a car that's only five years old. So I, I took I took a ride over to the dealer to see if it would be on the warranty, and it's obviously it's not. So I'm wondering, am I better off to go to the dealer where they probably have more of the stuff? Well, back to the mechanic. I would, you know, in this case, I would, I think I would want to go to the dealer to get a second opinion because to replace, if they think there's an issue with the time and chain because it's worn or stretched or something like that, I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at the better part of eight or nine hundred dollars to replace it. What would cause that to go with like forty five thousand miles, anyways? If that was it, <laughs> nothing. Not you know that should be a part that should last a couple hundred thousand miles. You know, think of it as nothing more than a bicycle chain. You know, so the only thing that can really cause it to wear is either it's defective, or um, you know it ran without oil a lot. In, in either case, you know, either it's not characteristic of this car. So it would be real unusual. That either the time and chain tensioner went bad or the guide went bad. The thing would be making lots of noise. I think there may be some kind of, you know, random engine misfire, and and it could be, you know, there could there could be any number of reasons that could cause it. But I wouldn't jump into a time and chain. Um, that would be that would be the last thing I would go to because. Uh, you know, that's you're, we're talking some we're talking serious engine disassembly of something that's really designed to last the life of the car. I'm willing to bet you have more. You know, without knowing the codes, but you know, real common codes on this car are evap problems, problems with the evaporative emission system. You know, the gas you know gas tank leaks fumes uh-huh. could be you know where they where he said he flushed out the oil. Um, if it has the wrong oil in some of these GM cars, it can cause some misfire, but n- none of these are anything I'd want to put a timing chain in. All right. Thanks for the advice. Okay, yeah, I'd take, we'll go to the yeah I'd take it to the dealer, let them look at it, and you might find that some of this is still under warranty because some of the parts in your car are warranted for eight years or 80,000 miles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will go that route. Okay. All right. Advice. Take care, Steve. Bye-bye. Why don't we take another break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program, and sauntering into the studio is uh, Sully, right there in his Red Sox attire. Hmm. Six. 
This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call the Federal Tax Hotline today at 800-528-1140. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you haven't filed returns in years or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call the Federal Tax Hotline now for free information. 800-528-1140. That's 800-528-1140. The story of a young Jewish girl unlikely becoming the queen of Persia and saving her people from destruction isn't shy on drama. There are more twists in the book of Esther than one could predict. Alistair Begg takes us through this epic story, revealing that the outcome is no accident. Request your free flash drive of the unseen God today. Log on to WEZRadio.com or WROLradio.com and click on the Truth For Life banner. Honda Cars of Boston is Greater Boston's neighborhood Honda dealer with over 800 new Hondas available to choose from. Just five minutes from Boston on Route 99 in Everett, our beautiful new showroom makes your Honda Cars of Boston experience even better. Visit online at hondacarsofboston.com and see all of our tremendous purchase, lease, finance, and certified pre-owned specials. Honda Cars of Boston on Route 99 in Everett is the place for great buys from the Honda guys. Give them a call at 1-800-65-HONDA. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is proud to be New England's tire headquarters. And as the seasons change, now's the perfect time to stop in for tremendous tire deals. Now through October 3rd, save big on all Goodyear and Kelly tires in stock. Plus, save up to an additional $120 with mail-in rebate. And at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service, we'll keep your vehicle running right all season long. Stop in for our thorough factory-scheduled maintenance check. Our ASC-certified technicians will do it all. Engine diagnostics, transmissions, brakes, batteries, steering and suspension, exhaust systems, wiper blades, winterizing, and much more. Now through October 3rd, your chance to save big on all Goodyear and Kelly tires. Just in time for the upcoming fall season. For details, see SullivanTire.com. Hi, this is Paul Sullivan of Sullivan Tire. You won't find a better place to buy tires in New England, and we will not be beat on price. Thank you. Peace of mind driving. You deserve it. We provide it. Sullivan Tire. WROL Boston. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. And uh, Doctor Sullivan had a question for me. His son's looking for a car. What does your What does your son do exactly? You mean for work? Yeah. Um, he uh, he's actually we're very busy these days because he works in uh, political. He, he works for a law firm in Washington D.C. in the city, and he does compliance 
for contribution records of all kinds of um, candidates and all kinds of oh boys oh boy so he's really <laughs> he's really really busy these days so he's looking his car which he's had you know I guess for more than 10 years or so yeah it's uh, to the point where he brought it in for some service and they said you know you might want to start looking at a at a new car so he's um he's making it a choice right now between a uh, Hyundai Sonata and a Honda Accord and so I wanted to find the smartest man, as I found an ASC-certified master technician, to ask that question of. And your response was? The Honda Accord, a little bit better build quality. Honda builds some of the finest things on the planet, even though the Honda Pilot with the clicky brakes that we need <laughs> to find an answer for. Uh, but I, they, I learned that brakes are not supposed to make any noise. They're not supposed to make noise. No. Brakes are supposed to be quiet. They're supposed to do their job and do it nicely and quietly and make the car stop safely. Mm-hmm. Um, the resale value on an Accord is probably going to be better than a Sonata. But if you keep it 10 or 15 years... Which is his one. Yeah, yeah, which generally doesn't make any difference. Okay. The Hyundai... Hyundai still has a 10-year, 100,000-mile drivetrain warranty. And originally, they came up with that because nobody was buying the cars. And they said, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to, we're going to come up with this big warranty to prove that we make good stuff. And they probably don't need to do that anymore, but it's still a good selling point. Well, I'm not, not letting any cats out of any bags, because you've said this yourself, that your personal car is my, my, my I, I have a what is now just about a 10-year-old Hyundai, yeah. uh, which I probably kept a year too long, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but I, lo- I love the story that you tell about how you bought it. That's that's the best part of the whole oh, story. Oh, yeah. 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 We'll tell that another time? Another time. Okay. Another time. That's a good story. All it is itself. a great yeah. story. Yeah. But the... Um, but the other thing about the Hyundai is, you know, when you package them at the same price, the Hyundai and the Accord, you get more stuff in the Hyundai. Right. So you get more creature comforts. You might get navigation that you didn't get in the Accord. Um, and unlike, I used to always think of the Hyundai as sort of a Las Vegas buffet. You got a whole bunch of stuff, but none of it was any good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. now I'll take the purple stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now the stuff in the Hyundai is actually pretty good, mm-hmm. and, and and it's a Hyundai makes a good quality vehicle. And it's funny how you know, years ago it was sort of when when and even this idea that you know the the Czechoslovakian version of um, Volkswagen is going to thinking about bringing a car to the United States. And they said, "Oh, we're going to compete against the Ford Flex and or you know something." And they said, "In the Hyundai," but you know, 15 years ago, it was sort of we're going to compete against Mazda and Subaru. And people would say, "What about oh, Hyundai's not even competitive?" You know, yeah. nobody now. Now Hyundai is a, is a true competitor in that market, and they build they build good stuff. And originally, Hyundai was really just building uh, building cars that was sort of. Mitsubishi derived in a lot of cases. It was a Mitsubishi product that uh, that Hyundai was working with their with their partner group and trying to build a car. Now they're really building their own. So Mitsubishi kind of out of the picture with them, but Hyundai and Kia together are 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 they are they going to merge? They're, well, they're owned by the same company. Okay. So um, in, but they facto have merged. yeah, but they're but they're competitors. Mm-hmm. So even though they sort of you can buy you can buy a Hyundai Santa Fe and you can buy a, a Kia Sorento and they're sort of similar. 
they're truly competitors with each other. And Hyundai's a weird company. Well, not weird, but it, it's a company that's really started off as a textile company, a shipbuilding company, um, a uh, computer company. And then they said, eh, let's build cars. Mm-hmm. So, And they build heavy equipment and trucks and all kinds of cool stuff. So, mm-hmm. so if I... If I looked at both those cars, I'd want to, I'd want to sit, I'd want to drive them both and say, this one's more comfortable. This one I like better. This one I have better sight lines. It's easier for me to drive. Um, well, he's he's big guy. He's yeah, bigger than me. Yeah, he's yeah. Six, I, he's, six he was in he was in yeah. here one time. Yep. Yeah. And his legs go from here to there. So yeah. that's what the problem. I you know. think he's going to find the Sonata might fit him better. I think that's why he's yeah. that's why he's even considering yeah. that. Yeah. And and uh, you can't go wrong with it. It's a good car. Excellent. So. Hey, I want to thank uh, Johnny Costello for being here last week. I told you my calamity. Well, it wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there's still that part of me that kind of goes cringe when I, I hear stories like that. I, so. I, my whole body just kind of... Yeah. 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 My, my, uh, for those who don't know, my wife had an act. The reason I wasn't here last week was my wife um, fell down a couple of stairs at her home and broke the... She, the doctor said she broke the softest part of the, of the hardest bone in her body. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. So she broke her femur, so she had to have surgery to put the whole thing back together. Want to hear a funny story about this? Sure. You're going to have to have There has some, to be some funny story there, about breaking a leg. Well, there's, and there's a good part, too. But the funny part is um, I talked to the doctor, and, you know, so I said, uh, she's going to have to have a, a knee replacement that she was looking forward to. But, you know, is there any way you can... And the doctor just stops and says, Paul, Paul, um... When you do a knee replacement, you have to attach the knee to the bone on the bottom and the bone on the top. I just want to alert you. The bone on the top's not there now. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah okay. Didn't think that one through, yeah. did I? He didn't, but, he, he didn't have like one of those little skeletons no. he could show you and tell you? No. no. Yeah, but no. Then the, the good part is that she's writing a dissertation, too, and she can't be at school now because she can't be yeah. at school. yeah. Now she's got plenty of time to do that. She's so a principal too, right? She is. Yeah, she's a principal long before I was. Mm. Yeah. So now, the only the only thing she needs to do, she needs a better story. Than what? Then I fell down a flight of stairs. Well, it wasn't really a flight. Well, I fell down three stairs. The stoop. It was. Yeah, yeah. I fell down the stoop. Except she didn't hit any on the yeah. way down. Just she she needs to she needs to she was rescuing a nun that was running in front of a bus and the, pulled her out of the way. Yeah. She, you know what she was doing. She, there was a car driving down the street that she didn't recognize, so she was straining to, to see who's invading, no, invading the neighborhood. No, she, she no. needs she needs she's a protecting story. us. She all. Need, <laughs> she, you know, it's, you know, out in wherever you live. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a black a bear. bear that came into the yard. Could have been. And, could have been you know, a car she, that was going by. She yeah, didn't recognize. And she and she ran out to make sure that it wasn't chasing any small animals. And when that happened, you know, it's going to be. A, see, that's the difference between me and her, if that's correct, Graham. Anyway, it's different between us. Yeah. Is that I wouldn't have cared if there's a I wouldn't even recognize, I don't even know the neighbor's cars. Yeah. She has a strange car in the neighborhood. She's like, oh, who yeah. is this? Yeah. I, I think while she's in her hospital bed, she needs to work up a good story. She's, uh, you know. she's, she's a trooper. She's the toughest one I've ever met. Uh, bouncing back well, so well, thanks I, to everybody out here. Yeah, I, I, wish, I wish Claire healthy and quick speedy recovery. Me and, too. Uh, I need her. Yeah. Yeah, because Paul's helpless. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. Hey, we got to get going. Uh, Next week, we are going to be talking to the guy who's the president of the Busted Knuckle Garage. We might be giving some of his stuff away over the next couple weeks. So until then, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.